0: to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brouwer, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota.
1: Here we are back with another episode that I'm calling Only Bad News Allowed. So I'm sure you have a lot to talk about, right, Carl?
2: Yeah, boy, that leaves us wide open. What, what, where do we begin?
0: California. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, you live there, not us. <laughs> gas yep.
1: prices, used cars over the moon with the prices. I mean, everything seems to be bad news, really. I mean, it's kind of sounds like a joke, but it's true, right? It's certainly not a good time to buy a car or to buy a house
2: or to buy gas or to... <laughs> ship something across uh, a bridge in michigan right i mean there's just a lot of things yeah. <laughs> that uh, that have gone haywire and uh, none of them are good for car buyers among other things but yeah the uh, i think it's fascinating that they've you know that you had a lot of protests of different types i'll just say that over the last two years and then you had a relatively short completely non-destructive protest nobody died even got injured i don't even think there was any property damage and that one did far more destruction in terms of economic impact than any of the other ones no. that I think we were talking about. Uh, and so much so that the government had to come in and say, stop protesting. So, yeah.
1: uh, And that just adds up to all the other issues like the microchip shortage, yep. car parts. tornadoes in Kentucky that uh, killed the, the Corvette production. So, like, I don't know. I mean, what's going on?
0: It's it's absolutely crazy out there.
1: Start with like the more expensive cars, because what I've seen, and and Carl, I think you did some of your TV hits this week talking about that, right? Like the the average monthly payment now is like $600. I mean, who can afford that on top of everything else?
0: That's nothing. I mean, think about people paying $1,200 or $1,400 a month. That's crazy. That's a house payment.
1: Yeah, average. Yeah. Yeah, but the,
2: um, you know, uh, year over year in January, car prices, used car prices were up over 36, 37%. So, how much of this is new car demand not being met, causing people to buy used cars? How much of it, should, how much of it is inflation? Take your pick. Which factor do you want to attribute this to? Because there's plenty to choose from. But the bottom line is the transaction prices for used cars are up big time compared to a year ago. And uh, there's no safe haven, as I like to say. Once upon a time, it was trucks and like coupes and convertibles. That was the first two segments. Then the SUVs started to get sucked into it. And then in the last six plus months, all the small economy sedans that were like the bottom of the barrel, as far as desirability and demand, they've all shot up too. So uh, everything's more expensive now in the used car market.
0: You know, it's funny yeah, that and, uh, even used used cars have gotten crazy too. They're up about 40%. And I've been covering that as well. I mean, People are like well, I won't buy new. I can't get a new car. No one's got incentives. There's no financing deals. Okay, I'll look at used, and then you look at used car prices, and they're up at least forty percent. And that is ridiculous because when you're thinking about that as a consumer, what are you supposed to do? I mean, eight out of ten car shoppers, you know, are saying I'm paying over sticker price. I'm paying over what the car was worth two years ago. Doesn't make yeah, any sense. And then you
1: have also the the problem with or not the problem with the the situation with the residual value of the leases right Carl that they are like over 30% what they were calculated originally yeah. and that's also pushing it pushing the, the whole price of everything else so it's a perfect storm like hitting from every side the worst case scenario for everything
2: yeah I know if you've got a leased vehicle that you leased three or more years ago which most people that's how long a lease is uh, you should really not return it. You should buy it out of the lease because the market value is undeniably much higher than whatever the residual value was written as three years ago. Assuming you can, you know, there were some, some companies, Tesla being a good example, that wasn't that suddenly out of the blue decided to not let anyone buy their leased vehicles out at the end of their lease, um, and they were claiming, "You oh, know, it's because we need them for resi- research and R and D purposes." It's like <laughs> you just you just know you want to make the money flipping them as a used car instead of letting your let uh, leases, uh flip the money flip the flip them and make money, but that's okay. Uh, you know, whoever can, whoever can get that car gets the money. So,
0: right. And it's funny because in the past, there's been a few cars over my lifetime where I said, I'm buying this out. You know, my, my diesel Cayennes, both of them have been worth more. Uh, you know, that doesn't happen very often, right? Every once in a while, you'll have a Corvette or a Camaro or a Hellcat or something, you go, it's worth more afterwards. But now you're talking about Kia Seltos and normal, you know, SUVs and minivans that are, Pulling some big dollars, and it is always smarter right now, at least in the last two years, to buy out your lease because at least you're guaranteed something to drive.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. If
2: you turn it in, you got to go find another car in this environment. So you're better to Good buy a
1: car. It. Yeah. It's getting pretty desperate for some people. And according to some reports that we've seen this week, 82.2% of new car buyers paid over MSRP a lot. Like, so the. The average was $728, which which is a lot because it used to be like the MSRP. And, and, and in that acronym, the S suggested is the key word, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the dealers can do whatever they want and they've been doing whatever they want. So that's another topic that uh, I wanted to discuss uh, for a few weeks now. The manufacturers are trying to put some pressures, pressure on the dealerships to Lower the prices or not overcharge so much, but I don't think they're they're even very successful. No, they're making a lot of lot of
0: manufacturers unhappy. So what they're doing is their uh, manufacturers are raising the price of vehicles by putting something on, either called ADM additional dealer markup or a market adjustment fee, and and is, it's, <laughs> it's 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 crazy because I've seen a few thousand dollars to the highest one would be like the new Porsche 911 GT3 of which myself and other people have been trying to get our hands on. Uh, friends of ours, and they're over $100,000 over sticker. And at that point, you're like, forget about it. I just won't. I'm not going to give the dealer pure profit of that kind of money, whether you have it or not. $1,000 is pure profit to the the dealer, not to the manufacturer. So manufacturers are getting really mad about this, and they're going to try and control the delivery of vehicles going to their biggest dealers that charge this additional fee. I don't know how that's going to turn out. What do you think, Carl?
2: Well, it's that. Uh, dealer franchise system, you know, it, it uh, worked really well after the World War II and we had to get cars sold all over this r- r- very rural country, which it was back then. The manufacturers didn't want to have to build out all these facilities for themselves. But now uh, all the dealer franchise laws are so powerful because the dealers have such strong political power that they basically can do whatever they want. And uh, the manufacturers are kind of, you know, the best they can do or the only thing they can do is, like you're saying, Lauren, restrict allocation. Um, and even then, I think if it gets extreme, there's like recourses that the dealers can take through legal means that can uh, make the, suddenly the manufacturers get in trouble. So yeah, it's really no, there's really no easy way out of this except to have more cars. If we could increase the new car production of everything from, you know, RAV4s to Porsche 911 GT3s, then there wouldn't be the potential for this kind of market demand versus supply. But until that's fixed and there's no sign of it being fixed anytime soon, uh, that we're going to be stuck in this situation.
1: So again, from this report that I am referring to this week, Cadillac, Land Rover, and Kia had the highest difference over MSRP. And obviously, at the bottom of the list, Chrysler, which, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they don't have any cars, really, except right. for the Pacific and the 300. And I uh, also saw a report talking about what dealers are doing, like these dirty games. Uh, one dealer in South Carolina went to buy a Hyundai Ionic 5 from a dealership that was promising not to charge over MSRP. And then he put like the, as you call it, uh, Lauren, the adjusted market price, like mm-hmm. 5,000 extra on top of it. So buying from a dealer and then increasing the price to sell it to the customer. So, I mean, as much as the manufacturers can do whatever they want, the dealers have the, the, the last word and they're not doing any help to solve the situation I don't think
0: yeah it's it's definitely challenging because obviously it's a supply and demand like economics 101 if there's no supply the price goes up if there, and the demand is continually increases people's leases become due people want to you know move on to you know newer vehicles and then they realize they can't so and so they decide to keep their vehicle and the dealers offering more and more and more money oh we'll get you something we'll get you something lots of promises but then it's very difficult you put yourself in a very tough situation.
1: So another bad news or another another bad headline that we read this week, Texans might have to pay from 200 to 400 dollars extra for uh, driving an electric car because the gas taxes aren't going to be sufficient to keep up with the infrastructure and all that. That's also pretty bad from wherever you read it, right?
0: Well, part of that is because, you got to remember, they charge you X amount for gas taxes, but cars are getting more fuel efficient. So that means they're using less gas, which means less taxes are being collected. So initially, the state's like, well, we'll raise the prices. Okay, so you raise the prices. Gas gets more expensive. People drive less. So you're kind of hurting yourself. And now the price of gasoline has gone through the roof, thanks to the current administration, and they're wanting to get rid of uh, fossil fuels. So, I mean, if they had their choice, they'd have it at $10 a gallon. Well, then you'll have even less gasoline taxes because people will drive even less. Or they'll, you know, they'll find other ways to get around. And you start thinking about that going, well, how are we going to pay for the roads and bridges? Because they really need to repair. So they're going to charge. Uh, somewhere between 250 and as high as $500 per vehicle. Because remember, they weigh more, so they're doing more damage to the road. We're not even billing the bicyclists that are using the road, especially in warmer climates like where Carl is.
1: Yeah, and those guys yeah. are tearing the so roads you, up. Carl, you live in California, which is the worst place for all the bad news that we're talking about. What can a consumer can do today to survive in this environment? Let's say... They have a, a, a lease that is um, expiring in the next month, and they're paying around five hundred. What What would be your suggestion to that driver or consumer?
2: Well, they should if they got a lease, they should look into their lease buyout price, compare it to the market value of their vehicle, uh, which is easy to do online with multiple pricing uh, organizations, including IC Cars where I work, and uh, just price your vehicle as a leased vehicle. And I'm betting you're going to see a market value that's far higher than your uh, residual buyout value and also make sure you make it clear to the dealer that you're going to buy your car and that you've got the contract and you know exactly how much the uh, contract was to, to pay because I've yeah. been hearing now reports that manufacturers or sorry that dealers are telling leasers you know well you can't buy your car or well we get to charge all of this extra stuff if you try to buy it you should just let us out you know they're trying to get the cars from the people who have the leases and that's uh,
0: dishonest oh my gosh yeah, holy moly yeah <laughs>
2: No, no, I've heard that from multiple people where they were like, you know, they didn't know for sure what was going on and the dealer was acting like they kind of couldn't get the car. And it's like, uh, you signed a contract and there's a buyout option in the contract and the price is stated clearly in the contract. So if you're leasing, you should try to buy your car and then keep it for probably another year or two before we're going to be out of this mess. Uh, Otherwise, you're going to be at the mercy of the market if you let them have the car back and you're probably going to pay a lot more for whatever you replace it with. If you don't have a lease and you're just trying to buy a new car, um, either try to keep your current one going, even if it could take some money. Again, you'd probably find that if you invested the money, even if that's something that you didn't want to put money into on a car side, the money you put in would be less than buying a new car, uh, even you know, in selling your current one. The other option is to just be super flexible if you do have to buy a car. Be flexible on what you need, what color, make, model, trim options, and be flexible on how far you are willing to go to get the car. Because if you have to go to another city or even another state, I mean, let's say it takes you 20 total hours to go get another vehicle with transportation. Yeah, tax. you're going to spend a lot. But if you sp- save $2,000, then you're making 100 bucks an hour. That's not bad pay to take an extra 20 hours to go get a car that you got for $2,000 cheaper because you were willing to go outside your you know local 10, 20-mile radius around your house. So I'm big on telling people, you've got the tools, everything's nationwide as far as online searching. So now there's no reason not to know what else is out there. And if you have to travel further to go get it and save money, that's mm-hmm. probably going to actually be a better deal for you than to stay close.
1: You know, that's funny. Because- I thought your uh, short answer was going to be move out of California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you know always what, a good idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, what you said makes sense because um, I have a friend who lives in New Jersey, in Alpine, New Jersey, so he's pretty close to New York City, and he was trying to get himself a Chevy truck, could not get one. So I have a relationship with a dealer here locally, and they said, we're charging sticker, and that's it. So they don't want to get in any trouble with the manufacturers, so they're following what their suggestions are, and they're a pretty large dealer group. So they contacted me. I can put the two of them together, and he ordered a truck, and he was thrilled. He's. I said, "What are you going to do? Because I'm going to fly into Buffalo, pick it up, and drive it home." And I don't blame them. The money you're saving yeah. is is definitely worthwhile. Yep. Yeah, it'll pay for the. So the last ten years.
1: The, the last bad news of the week, uh, the end of 3G technology Ugh. means that a lot of old cars are going to have a lot of problems. We're not going to be connected anymore, including some GM models with the OnStar system. So,
0: And you know what? I, I have, mean, I, have a, old... I have a 2019, and it's, it's in trouble. And I have friends that have 2020s that still run on 3G. Now, in my case, I contacted the dealer. And just so you know, well, you're going to get a notification from the manufacturer saying 3G goes away. What do you do? That's your navigation system. That's like, I don't really yeah. use the Wi-Fi in it, but it's a lot of information. And OnStar is one of them. That's only for GM products. But now what? So they they put the cart in front of the horse again, which is very typical of the government. Well, it's it's funny
2: to me because it <laughs> depends on your perspective, right? What you're you know right. some people some people out there don't really want their car connected to anything all connected. the time and being tracked all the time. So you could have people saying, wait. So my car won't be connected to the internet anymore. Which models are this? I mean, I'm going to go buy yeah. one of those, you know. So uh, so it depends on how you look at it. And of course, as far as so, like a nav system goes, if you've got a cell phone, uh, you know, a smartphone, yeah, uh, use that. Probably, you have a superior nav probably other than any uh, embedded system from a factory, anyways. So uh, yeah, I right. would certainly my not car be uses upset.
0: Apple CarPlay. That's but
1: my my SUV
0: does not. So that sort of just makes it more challenging. That's all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, that's a good way to finish the show with a good news, Carl, or a good angle on a bad news. So thank you for that. (laughs) That's right. You're not
2: being tracked anymore. We've got a 3G car. Yay. I like it. I like that.
1: Well, hopefully we'll have more good news or different kind of news next week. Uh, We're going to Arizona to see some new stuff from Lincoln. And um, the next month, we're going to have really cool stuff going on, the three of us, and a bigger group.
0: Yeah, it looks, sounds exciting. We're getting
1: thank some you, good well, trips thank and you some you very good much. Cars uh, hope to see you next week.
0: All right, and don't forget to follow us on social media. You can follow Carl at Carl Brower. I'm at Lauren Fix, and Javier is at Javier Mota. And we'll be posting some of the exciting things that we're keeping us busy and out of trouble, and hopefully you'll follow us all there. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com.